For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are all here with me today. I have a wonderful, wonderful guest, another dear friend of mine. Um, If you did not get a chance to listen to last week's episode yet on uh, the joy of non-attachment with my dear friend, Laurie Seymour, please go and check that one out. It's posted on the website at talkradio.nyc. I've got another wonderful fellow Evolutionary Business Council mate uh, on the show today. But first, of course, we have our little quote from my book, Everyday Awakening. So uh, we're continuing along. And I think this actually is a pretty good quote for for today's topic. Um, So today's section is called, A Night Off is Our Right as Conscious Beings. Taking time off is not always easy for us. There are so many demands on us from every direction. Our families, our jobs, our businesses, and our friends all seem to want something from us. We may feel as if we have to work at something in order to deserve a night off. But this is not the case. This is societal programming. There is no reason we have to earn time off. There is no reason we have to work for it. We all deserve a night off just for being who we are. In fact, the people who feel the need to earn time off are usually the ones who need it the most. They are the ones who are always giving of themselves. They are the ones who are working the hardest. Yet being productive can be a good thing. Unless we are so focused on being productive that it wears us down or causes us to sacrifice our health or our relationships. For for us to give from a powerful place, we need to be fully rested. We need to have our metaphorical cups overflowing. We need to feel joyful, happy, and energized by being alive. It is hard to feel that way when we are working all the time. It is hard to feel powerful when we are worn out. It is hard to give what others need when we are fatigued. Taking a night off is essential. Taking a night off just to be is something we all need. In this modern world, we are so busy that we really rarely have time to ourselves to breathe, to be quiet, 
to relax and disengage. Yet it is one of the most essential things we can do for our mental, physical, and spiritual health. And when you get really comfortable taking a night off for no other reason than you want to, then you can try taking a whole day off for no other reason than that you want to. Ah, I love this, this, this section. And, and it really, this is something that, that I decided to write about uh, because it, it was after a, a particular ceremony I was at with my mentor and several other people. I think I was assisting that night. And so many people who had shown, who had come up that night, and this is, you know, before the pandemic, were saying things like, oh, it's been such a busy week. I just need a night off. Or like, oh, I really want to work on, on this or that. And, and, and my mentor could see like they're a little bit tired and this and that. And he's like, well, how about you just take a night off? And, and it was just sort of this common theme through the group, you know, not necessarily for everybody, but just for people in general that, you know, it's okay. Just take a night off for yourself. You don't have to justify it. You don't have to get anyone's approval. Just do it for yourself because it nourishes you. And it was just for me so remarkable how the next day, you know, after we closed the circle and people were like felt so much better, they looked so much better that even though we were in ceremony for most of the night, they they felt rested because it's it's not always about you know having to to go and do something to take a night off you know sometimes we feel like oh you know i have to if i'm taking time off i should go and and mow the lawn i should go and you know see a movie i should go and do something but then we're kind of missing the point it's really all about not doing anything and being okay with not doing anything and that we don't have to earn it. We don't have to justify it. We don't have to, you know, uh, make it like such a big deal that it's something that, 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 you know, we should be embarrassed about. No, we all deserve it. It is something that is so essential to us. It should not even be a second thought. Yet for so many of us, it is. So um, this uh, uh, section of the book, uh, uh, we're, we're just about, actually, I have to double check. Um, I don't think so, but we're almost at the end of the first section of the first chapter of the book. But this one I felt was very important to include in the book because it just, I see it, we're so much in, a, in an epidemic of having to work, 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 be productive all the time. and. Yeah, that can be good sometimes, but it doesn't often serve us. And look, I, I'm as guilty of it as anybody else. Please don't get me wrong. I, I'm, I'm not always, you know, so mindful about how hard I'm working and taking time off. And I can work, work, work. And then it's like, oh, I just need time off. And it's like, why am I working so hard? And, and it's not, I mean, first of all, I love the work that I do and I love doing what I do. And at the same time, and, and, and this is uh, actually goes back to uh, something I read from Geshe Michael Roach in his book, The Diamond Cutter, that just like 
taking off a day in the middle of the week can actually be the most productive thing you can do. Because then when you come back to work, you're refreshed, you can see things in a different perspective, you can uh, open up in different ways. So we shouldn't be taking a night off in order to be more productive. It just happens to be a result of that. But yeah, let's get used to taking some nights off. And then we could take a day off and then a week off. And then, you know, a month off. I mean, who knows? Where, where can it end? Maybe you take six months off and go to a country and study a foreign language. There's all kinds of ways. Because it fills up our soul. It fills up our, our nervous system with something different and, and space and time so that we can be. Because when we allow ourselves to just be, miracles can happen. I mean, that's when we make space for the magic of life to come together. And it, it can be truly amazing when we make the space, what can happen. Ah, I really like this one. I, I hope you guys are getting this. All right. So um, thank you for tuning in. It, it is now my pleasure to welcome to the show a dear, dear friend from across the pond, as they say, Pat Duckworth. Pat is a woman's well-being strategist, an author, and an international public speaker. After over 30 years of working in public and voluntary sector as a senior management level, Pat discovered her entrepreneurial mojo and retrained as a therapist and coach. She specializes in menopause and advises employers who are committed to supporting people in the workplace at this transitional stage of life. Pat has published five books, including the award-winning Hot Women, Cool Solutions, How to Control Menopause Symptoms Using Mind-Body Techniques, and her latest book, Menopause, Mind the Gap, The Value of Supporting Women's Health in the Workplace, which was published in January of this year and has been highly acclaimed ever since. Pat is a sought-after speaker who has made presentations in many countries, including the U.S., India, Denmark, Spain, the Netherlands. She makes the subject of menopause accessible and provides practical advice for women leading busy, modern lives. And it is my pleasure to welcome Pat to the Conscious Consultant Hour. Welcome, Pat. How are you doing today? I'm really good, Sam. It's a lovely day here today. So, yeah, feeling good. Good, good, good. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a nice warm day in New York City. Not quite as hot as it's been lately. So it's a, nice to have a little bit of a break from the extreme heat. Um, but Pat, I, I have to tell you, I'm really thrilled to have you on my show because uh, I, I still remember our uh, talk in the airport yeah. after that that retreat in Oceanside, which was the first live event that I went to for the Evolutionary Business Council. And, and it just felt so good to, you know, see you there, to talk to you and connect and it really was the beginning of my journey of getting so involved with the EBC. So uh, I'm really happy to have you on the show today. Yeah, those events are so good when you can get to know a smaller group of people, spend time with them, and the connections get so much richer. And of course, I was very grateful for the lift to the airport. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> of course, of course. Um, so, so let me ask you, uh, you spent a lot of time in, in, in the public and I'm assuming the nonprofit sector. What was it about working in the public sector that, that kind of motivated you or interested you so much that you spent so much time in that? I've got a very strong value around service and public service. And I think that came from my parents. My father had worked in public service. My mother had worked in schools. And it, it just felt natural for me. I, when I first went to work for just one year, I worked in a private sector job and I really didn't enjoy it. But then I started training to be a chartered surveyor. I don't think it's an equivalent in the States, but it's, like a property appraiser. Um, uh, so, but I was in the public sector. It's not, it's not um, a very welcome job because I was appraising properties for taxation. Taxing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we have surveyors here in the US. Um, but here in the US, I think surveyors are more like uh, determining, determining like property lines and boundaries and things like that. Um, but there's a separate person who's an assessor who comes out to access taxes. So, so this is kind of something that was in your DNA is what you're saying. I think so. And, you know, those 30 years I spent working in that sector were really good years. I was able to move around, do different jobs in the voluntary sector. I worked for a children's charity and, uh, managing their property, uh, so yeah, they were they were good years, and I gradually moved up from doing that technical work into management work, into corporate work. So I got a really good range of skills from it. Mm, nice, nice. You know, back in, in in my early career when I was working for other people, not myself, my last uh, full time job was actually working for a trade association, which was a nonprofit. Um, it wasn't a volunteer job. I was getting paid for it, but, but uh, I really enjoyed that. And it was such a different environment from working in the for-profit space. It was, it was, I mean, not that there wasn't pressure because, you know, you, there were still things that had to get done, but it, it just, because people in the space weren't doing the job strictly for making money, it was they were doing it because it's it's what they love to do. It just created a different environment, a different atmosphere that I found very pleasant. Yeah, I, I enjoyed those years. And, you know, they were an important part of my development. And, you know, I don't regret any of those years. They were good. Yeah, That's the last yeah, yeah. one. I might regret that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes it's good that, you know, you have kind of an uncomfortable situation because that's what kind of kicks you out and you go, okay, now I got to go do something else. <laughs> All right, Pat, it, it, it's time for us to take our first break. Um, when we come back, I'd like to talk a little bit more about, you know, what was that experience that got you out of that um, industry and got you to um, become a more of a, a you moved you into the well-being and the coaching and the the working for yourself kind of industry and then we'll get into sort of what uh, propelled you forward to focus on uh, women's health and menopause and, and things like that and I just want to say you know this conversation is not just for women of a certain age this is a conversation for everybody because men if you don't think you need to deal with menopause you are sadly mistaken <laughs> 
because <laughs> my wife has been going through it and and believe me it affects us just as much maybe not as much but it affects us too all right and i see loyal listener patty uh checking in from us on the facebook live good to see you patty i, I have a feeling you'll enjoy today's conversation a lot so everybody please stay tuned you're listening to the conscious consultant hour awakening humanity we do this every thursday 12 noon to 1 p.m eastern time right here on talkradio.nyc and all over facebook on our facebook live and we will be right back after these messages you're listening to talk radio nyc at www.talkradio.nyc now broadcasting 24 hours a day are you a conscious co-creator are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through Into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. Did you know that nearly one in five adults in the U.S. battles mental illness? Hi, my name is Albert Dabba. I'm the host of the show Extra Innings. Extra Innings, I discuss the topics of wellness, mental health, and the experience of surviving multiple suicides within my family. Listen live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern to Extra Innings for discussions with sports figures, artists, mental health professionals, and many others. That's Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're talking this hour with Pat Duckworth, author of the book, Menopause, Mind the Gap, The Value of Supporting Women's Health in the Workplace. Um, by the way, Pat, we actually do have something in common because my mother was a school teacher as well in, in public service for about 13 years. And then like, you know, before she got married, she had been working for New York City uh, in the uh, housing department. Um so uh, I know what it's like. So, so what was it? Was there some particular event or was it just something that kind of built up over time that got you to um, leave sort of the public sector and get trained as a therapist and a coach? Picture the scene, Sam. 
I'm walking to work one morning through central London, through one of the beautiful parks. It's a spring morning, the sun's shining, the birds are singing or coughing in the traffic. And, and you can see the sun glinting off the gold Victoria Memorial outside Buckingham Palace. And as I'm walking along, I realize that I'm crying. Mm. That is not a good sign at eight o'clock <laughs> in the morning. That, <laughs> that's one of those gentle taps from the universe that says, oh, time you paid attention. And, you know, I was working in a really good office. I was a director. I was earning good money. I had teams in different parts of the country. I didn't have to wear a watch because I could hear Big Ben chiming in the background every quarter of an hour. And yet I was crying on the way to work. And mm. it was because the job that I was doing then, my I just wasn't appreciated for what I could do. Ah. I'd, and, so in other words, no, those weren't tears of joy. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. And the boss that I had at the time, um, after I'd been doing the job for about three months and it was that appraisal time of year, you know, where you have to sit down with the boss and, mm. and he said to me, just passing me in a corridor, oh, I'm not going to do your appraisal at this time because you're fairly new to the role. So what's the point? So I said, well, yes. And yet I would really like some feedback on how you think I'm doing. And he said, feedback. Why? <sighs> So I took a deep yeah. breath and said, well, it's very useful. You know, I think I know how I'm doing, but I'd really like your viewpoint on it. And he went, okay, well, you're obviously good with people, but so what? <gasps> and I was a manager. Jesus. Oh, <laughs> I was a team leader. I had remote offices. And I thought, and it was like somebody had slapped me, you know, yeah. uh, so what? This is one of my values is right. and developing people and sharing knowledge. And my heart just felt like a brick. Um, mm. And following that, you know, for a while, I didn't work for him anymore uh, because there was sort of structural changes. And I just wasn't finding my footing in that department. It just felt honestly like a nest of vipers. <laughs> <laughs> And that, that walk through the park was me just thinking, is this how you want to spend your life now? Mm. And, you know, once we start talking about menopause, I can talk about that moment more because I think you do get to a stage in your life where you stop and reassess and say, is this who I am? Is this mm. who I want to be now? And my answer was, this isn't who I want to be for the next 10 or however many years that I'm working and I came home and said to my husband I can't do this much longer and he said thank god <laughs> so he knew you were kind of miserable at what you were doing he knew I was working hard I mean I was out the out of the home 12 hours a day because I was commuting working long mm. hours he knew that wasn't right for me. Right. So, so what got you to decide to become like a therapist and a coach? So, I mean, that, that I understand like that kind of moves you away from what you were doing, but what pulled you towards what you are doing? 
Do you know it's funny that you're like your soul calling leaks out of you all the time, whether you want it to or not. Because yeah. I was very interested in neurolinguistic programming. I, ah. I really love the way the brain works. So I wanted to find out more about it. So while I was still employed, before I before anybody knew I was going to leave, I'd actually enrolled to do a course on NLP and hypnotherapy um, that I would do at weekends. And by the time then, then an early retirement scheme came along and I was in the age zone and I put in for that and then people started saying to me so what are you going to do Pat I said well you know I'm going to do this course and one woman said to me what are you going to do Pat are you starting an ashram <laughs> what, what um but you know like your soul is just revealing itself to people that you want to be somewhere else and doing something else and you want to be developing people. So, um, yeah, I think it was a really great move and I'm just so grateful the universe moved me in that direction. And how long ago was that? How long did you start on that new path? 11 years ago. Wow. Oh, okay. Okay. And, and when you first started to become a coach and work with people and help people, um, what kinds of people were coming to you? Like what kind of clientele did you attract and, and what kind of work did you do with them? It was really random. And I think okay. that was about me kind of getting used to working with people. You know, when you when you move from all those years in public service into being an entrepreneur, there's a lot of skills to learn. And mm. you're finding your feet and thinking, who is it that I want to work with? And uh, as I, as soon as I'd qualified, I must have had a lot of chutzpah because there was a, a school down the road that ran adult evening classes. And I said, I'd really like to run an evening class. And they said, well, what do you do? And I said, NLP and coaching. And they said, well, we'd love to do an NLP course. Uh-huh. So almost like two <laughs> months after I'd finished the course myself, I started running a course. And I've done a lot of training and speaking since. And that first course, I was pretty rubbish, but they didn't know that. (laughs) (laughs) Right. That's, that's the wonderful thing. It's like when you start off, it's like, you know, you maybe that you don't know that much, but nobody else does because it's all new to them. I was delivering great material, but not very well. You know, I had my notes, I had my PowerPoint it was a small group. So I thought this is quite comfortable. They don't know. And um, so I finished that week, that five week course off and they were quite happy. And the school said, well, would you do the coaching one then? So I said, yeah, sure. Uh. <laughs> so I did that one and sucked at it for <laughs> a few weeks. But, you know, all the time I was finding my feet, finding what subjects really appealed to me and different clients coming to me so I could go, okay, this is, I like this. I'm not so keen mm. on this. And, um, yeah, I've gone on to run a lot of evening classes. In fact, I'm running an adult education class tonight. Oh, oh wonderful, wonderful. Do you remember the point at which it felt like you um you felt solid in doing your coaching work or that the point at which it was like okay this isn't just a little something I'm doing on the side like this is something that's really uh, a a full-time career now I think it's when you're working with a client particularly in a therapy situation and you're not trying to think what you're going to do next Hmm. 
you know, you're, you're not sit, you're sitting listening, you're really listening to the person and 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 the and the subconscious is saying okay you might want to try this and you might want to try that rather than you sitting there you know like a swan gliding over the surface with your legs paddling quickly underneath <laughs> um, in fact you're just like okay whatever this is and so with new clients i say to them there is no strict process that i'm going through mm. i'm going to be reacting to what you are telling me and what's coming up in the room so i think that's where you notice the difference gotcha gotcha we, we just have a couple of minutes before break i'm curious uh, uh from that sort of period of time in your coaching career do you remember when did, did you have like one client or one success story that even surprised yourself that was like oh wow like you couldn't believe the transformation that happened with your client the very first paying client that the universe sent me was a woman who was having really bad panic attacks uh, and when she rang me up I was like oh holy moly <laughs> this is this is my first client and I said to her you know I'm going on holiday in two days time do you want to come to see me when I get back and she said no I'll come tomorrow I was like uh, okay <laughs> then and I worked with her and I did um, a, a timeline with her, which, you know, is quite an advanced technique. Mm -hmm. And she had so much understanding from doing that. I never saw her again. I never heard from her again. And I still wonder to this day uh... <laughs> how she got on. But there were some really important ahas in that one session that we did. So, mm. yeah, it felt really important. Wow. Wow. That's great. Your first client. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. It, it's, it's so funny. I guess, I guess like you set the bar kind of high for yourself, don't you? <laughs> well, the guy who trained me, he always said in a semi-hypnotic way uh, to the whole group, you will only attract the clients that you can deal with. Oh, Whoever the universe wow. sends you, they will be the right clients for you. So he was priming us to be like, oh, okay, I'm meant to work with this person. Gotcha. To gotcha. take the fear out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. That's great. Wonderful. Wonderful, Pat. All right, it's time for us to take our second break. Uh, when we come back, let's talk about what got you interested into the women's health uh, part of your career. And then uh, uh, we'll get into, you know, all kinds of things about that. Um, and I do see oh, a new uh, uh, loyal listener on the on the Facebook Live, uh, Johannes or Johannes. I don't know I'm, how I'm probably not pronouncing it right, but she really liked something you said before. Um, so everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're talking with Pat Duckworth, author of the book, Menopause, Mind the Gap. And we will be right back after these messages. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. 
Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're talking this hour with Pat Duckworth. So, Pat, um, you've been a coach now for a while, I'm assuming. You're working with people. What motivated you or what kind of pulled you towards focusing on, on women's health? You know, the first time I heard the word menopause, I think I must have been about 12 years old. My brother's four years older than me. Okay. And he said to me quite randomly, um, I certainly want to be th- be out of the house before mum goes through menopause. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea what he was talking about, but I thought whatever this is, it's important. Um, and so rather than most women like hearing the word menopause walk in the other direction, but I walked towards it. I thought this is obviously something I need to know about. And so I got myself pretty well informed before I got to that stage of life. Mm. And then once I got qualified, actually on my qualification day, when we passed out, um, we went through this exercise called walking through your neurological levels, which takes you Mm. up to understanding your purpose. And as I reached my purpose, I thought, I'm going to write a book. I have no idea where it came from. I've never written anything ever Mm -hmm. but after that moment it was always what am I going to write a book about and I was always looking for like what is my subject going to be and I realized that a lot of the things that I was working with clients on and indeed running adult education on things like weight gain 
uh, anxiety, poor sleep, loss of confidence. These are all things that women experience at menopause. Mm. So, and there is this kind of um, conception that like people who go to therapists and coaches are, are middle-aged women who've lost their way. It's not true. You know, I see people of all ages, but anyway, I thought, well, why don't I write that book? Because there's all these books about, uh, you know, hypnotherapy and NLP written by men on smoking and all the other mm. stuff. But if one of those guys writes a book about menopause, women are going to go, seriously? <laughs> <laughs> what do you know about it? Right, so, exactly. So that was the start of Hot Women Cool Solutions. And that really became like my niche of this is who I really want to help. I want to help these women who've got to this stage of life. They don't know what's going on and there, there is help for them. And I want to be that person helping them. Have you seen sort of since you started focusing on this, a, a shift over the last several years of sort of the, the, the topic being less taboo and more um, open to people talking about it? Yes and no. Um, I mm. think there is a certain cohort of celebrities certainly here in the UK I don't know what it's like there in the US but celebrity women who are outing themselves as going through menopause uh, some of them have started blogs they've had programs on TV there have been podcasts and all kinds of stuff and you know that is helpful in saying to other women this is something we can talk about you're not on your own and yet you know, between women, it's not talked about a lot. Mothers don't tell their daughters about it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't even know if sisters talk about it. I didn't have one of those. I just had a brother who mentioned mm. it. Um, even with friends, it's really difficult because of all the negativity around it as a stage mm -hmm. of life. If you say to a woman friend, hey, I'm having, you know, these menopause issues, they might go, oh, okay. I'm not at that age yet. You know, mm. there's this thing about aging and not wanting to say anything about it. And right. it just makes the women being isolated. Well, why do you think that is? Why is there so much negativity around, in particular, because I think it's different for men, but in particular around women aging? Why is there, like, seems to be such a negative stigma around it? Because all the images we see are of younger women. You know, if you see adverts and in the newspapers, images of women, they get so much, um, you know, they alter all the images. They yeah. make women look younger than they are. It's really interesting at the moment that there's a lot of debate going on around um, Kate Winslet, the British act actress, uh, yes. in a show called Mayor of Easttown, because she mm -hmm. insisted on that, that it should be real. And that if she had mm -hmm. like a bulge over the top of her trousers, it shouldn't be mm -hmm. taken mm -hmm. out. That's how she looks. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, women are expected to look younger. And that's yeah. a lot of hard work. Yeah, of course. Of course it is. Now, this hasn't always been the case, has it? I mean, have you done any research sort of into the past and the history of how older women were treated like you know in ancient times i think it's a cultural thing mm. um you know even if, if we go back to the reign of elizabeth the first 
You know, mm. we're talking 16th century. She was using white lead on her face um, to fill up the wrinkles. You know, oh, women wow. have used really toxic substances on their wow. faces, on their hair, to make themselves look younger. In mm. some cultures, women who are past menopause are seen as wise women. They're seen mm -hmm. as the repositories of mm -hmm. wisdom and experience. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that grandmother role, which may actually be why we go through menopause. You know, there are various mm. theories because not every man... Very few mammals have a menopause. There is us and oh. killer whales. <laughs> really? I didn't know that. Oh, interesting. Now, in whale pods, you know, the whale family groups, the female who's gone through menopause is mm -hmm. the leader of that pod. You know, oh. she is helping the younger females and helping with the younger whales. And it may be in evolutionary terms that there is an mm. evolutionary premium to having women in the tribe who are no longer reproductive. Hmm. Interesting. They Interesting. can help and support the younger women. Right. Right. And and really kind of be the the wisdom keepers. You know, I, I sometimes I feel that we we've been sort of a patriarchal society for so long that we feel that it's always been that way, but in fact, it hasn't always been that way. And that in ancient times, there are actually many instances of a very matriarchal society where, I mean, the term is, is crone, but like the old crone was, was not seen as something negative, but actually a, a woman who was revered and who was honored for her wisdom and her, her sage advice and her leadership. Absolutely. You know, these terms have been so corrupted because the crone was very much a respected woman mm -hmm. because of her knowledge, her healing power, her understanding. You know, the wise woman in the tribe was very respected. But these terms have become corrupted now into terms right. of abuse. And, mm -hmm. you know, if somebody describes you as a menopausal woman, they're not normally giving you a compliment. Right. I was a uh, I think one of the other like things that prodded me into this area was I was at um, a, a business committee meeting running an event, a local event for businesses to display what they provided. And it was going to be, you know, like inviting the community in to see it. And I said, you know, you're talking about this as a family fun day, but that might actually exclude a lot of people who are a bit older and who actually have the money that you would like to be having. Uh, and the guy sitting next to me said, oh, so we're missing out on menopausal women. Mm. And I thought, oh, <laughs> that is not good news. You know, mm. when you start like putting people into little pigeonholes and yeah. saying, we want yeah. to talk to you as a business, that is really bad news because yeah. these are the women with the money. <laughs> Right, exactly, exactly. It's kind of like how our own prejudices actually cause us to to have less success or or less um, have to uh, attract less of what it is that we actually really wanted in the first place. Yeah, absolutely. And in a way, menopause mind the gap is to explain some of that to employers. If you mm -hmm. ignore this as a subject. 
firstly, you're impacting your employees, men and women. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you're also impacting your customers. Because if you mm. understand these, this issue, you're going to be far easier to relate to your clients and customers as well. So it's huge to be talking about this. And the global market for uh, AIDS for women at this age mm -hmm. is huge and growing mm -hmm. year by year. It's mm -hmm. billions of pounds. Yeah, because isn't the, the sort of world population in general is getting older and women make up 50% of that, don't they? Or 51%. <laughs> and there are more women entrepreneurs over 50 now than there have ever been. There are oh. more women over 50 in the workplace than there have ever been. Ah. So avoid this subject at your peril. Peril, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Okay, uh, it's time for us to take our last break. When we come back, um, let's talk about how this is a topic, again, not just for women of a certain age, but it's something for women to really be aware of in general, no matter how young or old you are. And and let's just talk a little bit more about why is it important for for women who, who are not and men who are not, you know, men who aren't going through menopause, but why is it something like, how is it impacting the workplace? How is it impacting family life? How is it impacting uh, the men, the husbands, the sons, the, the brothers as well? Okay, Pat? Have we got another hour, Sam? Yeah. <laughs> We're going to try and squeeze all that into like 11 minutes. <laughs> and then we have a special announcement. So everyone stay tuned. You want to hear this special announcement, make sure to stick around. Oh, and a quick shout out. I was taking a quick look at the back end. We have listeners from Brazil, Germany, Poland, the UK, as well as all across the United States. So thank you all for tuning in. You are listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Our guest this hour has been Pat Duckworth, author of the book, Menopause, Mind the Gap, The Value of Supporting Women's Health in the Workplace. And we will be right back after this. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. 
Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We've been speaking this hour with Pat Duckworth. So Pat, we've been talking all about menopause and women's health. And I, and I have to be honest, I didn't really know all that much about menopause until my wife started to go through menopause. And, and you know, she's actually you know relatively good, but the biggest problem she has had is around sleeping. I, I really had no idea how much menopause could affect your sleep. And she's been looking for all kinds of solutions. She uses CBD a lot now for helping her to sleep. But I remember she was looking for information and trying to find something around you, like, what can you do to help alleviate the symptoms? And, you know, she found some groups, but but like she said, the groups primarily were just women talking about how awful it was and complaining about it. And there wasn't really that much around the solutions for it. Um, so I'm, I'm curious, why is that? Why is it so hard for, for women to find solutions around challenges around menopause? That's a really good question. I know, I know interviewees always say that, but it is a really good question because um, I think a lot of women think either they're on hormone replacement therapy or there is nothing for them. And if mm. they don't want to do it, they're like struggling to find what they could do. But there are so many things, you know, when I'm working with women, I'm looking at what they're eating, what they're Mm. drinking, how they exercise, when they exercise, are there any lifestyle factors that are involved? And once we've kind of cleared that ground, then what is the sleeping issue? Is it trouble getting to sleep? A lot of women Mm -hmm. feel more anxious at menopause, even when they've never felt anxious before. And suddenly they're like, why do I feel like this? And it is a hormonal thing. Uh, It's Mm -hmm. the effect of the reproductive hormones on what are called the major hormones, but I think the reproductive hormones should get that title. Mm -hmm. Um, There is a reason why as the levels of estrogen go down in the blood, it affects um, the effect, uh, the adrenal glands that produce cortisol and adrenaline. Uh, uh. And so, so, so a lot of women suddenly feel anxious. So is there something, is, is there, I mean, something simple, basic that you would recommend for women who don't go for hormone replacement therapy, who are having just the normal general challenges around menopause? I mean, is there, you know, a change in, in diet or exercise they should do? I mean, what would be like one, you know, self-care tip that you would give them that, that could help? I would say start, if you're not sleeping well, start with a sleep diary to notice what the triggers are, if there's a pattern for the poor sleep. So that let's say, this is a very British example. Let's say you don't sleep well on Saturday nights and Sunday nights, and then it's Mm -hmm. a bit better Monday, but not so, you know. And then you keep a journal and you realize, well, I always drink alcohol at the weekend. I always Uh... have a glass of red wine, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday. That's my treat. 
that will trigger hot flushes it will trigger you into anxiety and it may stop you from sleeping well or you know or we always have a steak dinner on saturday night and we have Mm. roast beef on sunday red meats can trigger you into hot flushes and can help to disrupt your sleep so my first big tip and i know it's like oh no not keep a journal but until you know what the pattern is you don't know what Mm -hmm. the triggers are Mm-hmm. And, you know, women think they will sleep better at the weekend because they're not worrying about work. But actually, they change their behavior Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday. I see. And, and they and, discover they've got a problem. Right, right, right. And, and it's interesting because, again, red meat, alcohol, these are, are very typical things that when you're having health challenges in general that can often trigger them and and is usually recommended by at least the naturopathic doctors and most health health pr- professionals that i know uh, that are more mindful uh, that they usually advise you know at least decreasing it doesn't mean you have to cut it out completely right. but you at least decrease it yeah. why is it important for younger women and men to learn about this stuff If we start with the younger women, you never know when you're going into menopause. Uh, A woman that I've spoken alongside in um, uh, webinars, she went into menopause at 36. 36? Wow. Just after she had her first baby. Now, it was a complete shock and, you know, pulled the rug out from underneath her. Um, So depending on the statistics you look at between one and four percent of women go into menopause before they're 40. some women medically have hysterectomies and some women have treatment for breast cancer that can put them into menopause so it's not right to think oh i don't have to think about this till i'm 50. Um, this could be affecting you at 40 it could affect you at 20. Even if you're having IVF treatment, mm-hmm. um, there's a phase of that where they put you into a chemical menopause in order to bring you back out for the IVF treatment. Oh, interesting. So, and a lot of women don't realize how much their reproductive hormones are going into decline in their 30s and 40s. Mm. So putting off having babies and not understanding your hormone profile um, it can come as a bit of a shock. But then in terms of men and women, uh, just younger men and women understanding it, as a colleague, as a son, as a brother, you know, if you understand, you can be more supportive. I've done a lot of work with fire officers, firefighters, believe it or not. Um, Because in the fire service, you get a lot of women in the back office, but you also get women firefighters as well. Mm -hmm. And at one conference that I talked at, one of the fire officers stood up to talk about how his women, how his wife's menopause affected him. Mm. Because she wasn't sleeping, he couldn't sleep. Because she couldn't get the treatment she needed, he was anxious. Mm. It it had such a huge knock-on on the family. So it's not just a women's issue. Gotcha, gotcha. And why should employers be so concerned about this? Why, why, why is the workplace, why is the workplace a place where mindfulness around this is helpful? 75% of women will experience symptoms of one sort or another. Wow. So that's a huge proportion. And what it can lead to is increased sickness absence, underperformance, 
presenteeism, being there but not feeling very well, low morale. Um, and But if you address it, you get all the opposite. You get better performance, better morale, uh, you know, better teamwork, profits go up. What's not to like about it? And it's not expensive <laughs> to help. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, Pat, we're almost out of time, um, which, again, when having such interesting conversations, it's hard for the time not to fly. But I wanted to make sure that we have time for you to make your special announcement on our show. Da, da, da. Okay, here is my special announcement. Yay. <laughs> so my show, Hot Women Rock, airing on Talk Radio NYC, is going to start on the 24th of June at 10 a.m. Uh, Eastern Seaboard, which will be uh, 3 p.m. here in the UK. And I'm going to be talking to some amazing people. Sam, you and I are so lucky. We know so many inspiring people. And I'm going to be talking to women and some men um, mm. around the world uh, who have something, who have techniques and tips and advice for women at this stage of life. We're going to be talking about environmental factors, uh -huh. uh, the things that could be stealing your hormones. Uh, we're going to be talking about avoiding burnout, using creativity, a whole bunch of stuff that every week women will be learning more about a positive approach to menopause wonderful wonderful oh, i'm so looking forward to having you uh join the network pat it will be great we just see now we have this whole wonderful lineup on thursday mornings pat will start off at 10 a.m with hot women rock then uh, dr tlc dr terrilyn curry of a mutual friend of both of ours on dismantle racism and then the conscious consultant hour it's it's going to be an awesome thursday morning every week and and more to come more to come just wait just wait yeah so pat thank you listen if people want to get in touch with you if, if men or women listening to the show today are like you know i'd like to learn a little bit more how, how what's the where can people go how can they find out more about you get in touch with you so my website, very easy, patduckworth.com. And there is a page on that where you can download the first chapter of uh, Menopause Mind the Gap. And it has all the statistics in it for the people who like, well, why is this an issue? It's yeah. there. And if you want to email me, pat at patduckworth.com, I'd love to hear from you. And if I can help you, I'll try. Wonderful. Well, Pat, thank you so much. Welcome aboard. It was wonderful having you on the show today. Glad that this worked out, actually. And, and just to, to pull the curtain back a little bit, Pat actually wasn't my scheduled guest for today, but my guest canceled on me and we thought, oh, perfect opportunity. Have her come on and, and let everyone know about the show and kind of prime the pump, get you guys interested, because it's going to be a wonderful show packed full of information and knowledge that, that's actually going to really surprise you so thank yeah, you all for tuning back a bit more mm. i manifested this sam i yeah. said you get cancellation sam i'm here for you yeah. <laughs> there you go there you go all right well thank you everybody for tuning in today i hope you enjoyed the show oh i see loyal listener patty giving us lots of applause on the facebook live thank you um so keep in mind uh 10 a.m uh, starting June 24th, 10 a.m. Eastern time. That'll be 7 a.m. Pacific time. And uh, what time again is it in the UK? It's 3 p.m. in the UK. And 3 p.m. in the UK. Please welcome Pat to our network. Thank you all for tuning in. 
Stay tuned later today at 4 p.m. We have uh, the new time slot for the Mind Behind Leadership with Graham Dobbin, followed by 5 p.m. with Frank About Health, uh, Frank Harrison, and then 6 p.m. Planet Pakalolo. Thank you all for tuning in. We will talk to you next week. Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you listeners looking to boost your business. Why not advertise on Talk Radio NYC with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply send us a message on our website, talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.